I have some scripture verses this morning, and and um, I'm going to ask your permission to talk about a subject that is really why Jesus came. It's in the Bible. It's called sin. Nobody has to get uptight. So I got a couple of verses here. Hallelujah. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Which one do you want? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. You cannot discipline it into, you know what I mean, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For all that is in the world is lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but is of this world. Don't shut me out. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Thank you for your word. Help us to deliver it in a, a strengthening way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of our message today is The Enemy Within. The Enemy Within. When the angel gave the announcement... Thou shalt call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their. It's, it's, not a, it's not a household word that's used a lot today. Even in God's church. And I'm not afraid of it because there's a remedy. is the whole element of grace. God's love is targeted toward that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish. For the wages of sin is death. So the whole element of love is, you know, to rescue us from that which will cause us actually to perish. And there's only one thing that causes us to perish, and that is sin. 
Now, I know there's other things attached to it, unbelief, all of that type of thing, but it really stems from sin. We start out in life, you know what I mean? Uh, desperate. Psalm 51 says, I was shaped in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. It wasn't not saying that somehow it was an illicit affair that his mother had. For the Apostle Paul said this, you know what I mean? Sin entered the world through one man. You go back to the Garden of Eden and you discover sin just looks for an opening. And when it got Adam and Eve to, to entertain the thought, it entertained the thought and because it was not, you know, cast aside, it moved to the next stage. There was a conception. James says it was conceived. It's got to be a marriage. The marriage is that it needs a seedbed. And then it says when it's full grown. See, sin is not so evident immediately. When it is full grown, it brings forth death. We're not just talking about, of course, death, the dying of the body. We're talking about that, that second death. So David says, I, I, I'm, I'm not only a sinner by practice, I'm also a sinner by nature. Romans 5 and 12 says, Sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. In this way, death comes to all people, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Paul addressed this subject matter, you know what I mean, in, 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 in the book of Romans when he says, you know what I mean, there's, there's something going on that I need some help with. He said, I want to do good, but something is, keeps pulling me the other way. Imagine that great apostle. 
And he begins to identify it and he says it's the law of sin. The law of sin. Now the law of sin is not the Ten Commandments. You can do some reading and some will say that's what it is. But it's not. The law of sin is that law that we inherited from the first Adam. And you and I and ourselves cannot do anything about it on our own. There's an inherent nature gives us a propensity to sin. There is a, how can I put it? There, the Christian has three enemies. We'll pull on them. And that is we know Satan. We have no problem with that. Then we have the world. And then, of course, we have what is known as the flesh. The flesh. That part of you that's with you or that's with us every day. With us every day. That habitual tendency to, 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 to be carnal, to be fleshly. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 calls it the old man. I guess maybe that's where they picked that up. I don't know. I mean, I've never liked that when people say it's the old man. My kids don't call me the old man. Now, if you do that, I'm, I'm not picking on you. You know, it's terminology. <laughs> but Paul says there's an old man. <laughs> How old is he? From Adam and Eve. Let me read from 7, Romans 7. Just quote it just a little bit. I find a law that is that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good. Anybody ever have a challenge of doing good? Yeah. I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. That battlefield, that conflict's going on up there. Bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members.
just as the spirit needs your body, sin needs your flesh. It needs your cooperation. That's why Paul said, don't yield yourself to unrighteousness. Paul spends quite a bit of time in saying how that God is, has given us the power. He's given us the victory. But there's an enemy within. An internal enemy. The world is an external enemy. The devil, and even mankind, operates outside of man seeking to control him. But there's an internal enemy that the scripture calls it, calls it as being the flesh and it operates within us. There was a story of a general. He was explaining his strategy for conquering the strong man. We know the Bible talks about the strong man. And he said, I got four columns approaching the city. One from the north and one from the south and one from the east and one from the west. But he says, my most valuable column is the fifth column. I've got somebody on the inside that I can relate to. That sinful nature That part that, that, that is drawn to allurements. That which we've got to fight. Yes, Christ conquers sin by the new birth. But he commands us, you know, to kill what he's conquered. When Paul said, I die daily, the other word is crucified, which it says that he took that whole element of that nature and bore it on the cross for us, to release us. And so I was looking for a word that would help us to understand this word crucified. 
dying. You have to die before you can have resurrection. You die to something and then you get resurrection power. It is a very simple word. What it means to crucify the flesh. Just say no. Just say no. When you got born again, you're still living in with the presence of your flesh. Let me read from Galatians. You know, church, you hear so much and we're watching so much. World is in trouble. sin thing is being played out through the flesh in every nation. But there's only one law that can set us free from our issues and our problems and that's the law. That Jesus said Life in Christ. The law of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Praise the Lord. Now, when Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, he's saying your, your, your problem is not the other guy. But on the other hand, he says, you do wrestle with your flesh. We want victory everywhere, but we don't concentrate on the enemy that is within. Who frequently spoils the victory that we've had in other areas of our lives. Let me just read a little bit about the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are evident. In other words, it has to have, you know, a body.
I don't believe this is a, this is a complete list of things. It just gives you, you know, an overview. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions. How many know that we're getting close to home now and, you know? Not, not, not you guys, but in our world, the conflict. Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and of the like which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past. So he's saying, you know, I told you back here, but I'm telling you again. You're shortchanging yourself. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a whole other subject. The flesh. Paul writes in Ephesians, says that we, we used to cater to it. It used to be the norm of life. There was no resistance that we gave, you know, that we put up concerning the flesh, the appetites of it, the direction of it, what it wants to do. You see, when, when Christ forgave you of your sins, self did not move out. When you got saved, and it's really Satan's fifth column. If he can't get you from the outside, he's going to work on you from the inside. I've been made more than conquerors. All of this is wonderful and it is true. It is it's a fact. But our world is in jeopardy. And it's all because of sin and the flesh. Notice what he says. He says, for those who live according to the flesh, the flesh has a life that it wants you to live. They mind the things of the flesh, but those who, who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, he's given us the option. The choices, the time to just say no.
that carnal mind that he says is really an enemy of God, the wrong thinking. What does the flesh do? The flesh refuses to believe and doesn't grasp spiritual teachings. They can talk to it, but it doesn't grasp it, doesn't understand it. But you are not in the flesh. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Christian is predominantly a spiritual being. And don't ever think that as a believer, as a church, that we're exempt from the flesh and its ability to overtake. Because when you open the book to the church at Corinth and you discover what was going on and how the flesh become abominable. You know, I've never, I'm not like Paul, I've never said this before. So this is my first time. <laughs> the natural mind receives not the things of the Spirit of God. The foolishness. They can't know them because they're spiritually discerned. Here's something else the flesh will do. It'll abuse its freedom. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an okay, as an opportunity for the flesh. Paul wrote in the Hebrews and said, there are those that treat the blood as an unholy thing. Well, I'm covered by the blood. Yes, you are covered by the blood. But he says, treat it with holiness, with respect, you know what I mean? And understanding, you know, the love that's promoted the sacrifice that gave us the blood. He says, don't sin carelessly. I 
it's, it's in the Bible. They don't see personal sin as an offense to Christ. Folks, it's an offense. According to Galatians chapter 4, the flesh has its own passions and desires. But those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. The flesh has its own wisdom. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 1 verse 12. Talks about fleshly wisdom. It says that flesh has its own offspring. John three six. Nicodemus. That which is born of flesh is flesh. This isn't always about a gutter thing, but it could be that which we choose or decide in place of the Holy Word. We already read from Galatians that flesh has its own, its own lifestyle. It's got its own lifestyle. And the flesh just does not like the Holy Spirit uncovering its ways. It wants to stay hidden. It is a battle. Did you know that Jesus spoke of willing spirits and weak flesh? Willing spirits and weak flesh. Hang on. You know why you don't pray as you should? Because your flesh is weak. Mm. I don't know. I just... I just want to win against the flesh. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples, the reason you're not praying is because your flesh is weak. Uh, 
Oh, now, Pastor, please don't get into legalism. I'm not. This is spiritualism. It's, this is spiritualism. They that walk in the Spirit shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Pastor, do you still wrestle with it? Absolutely. Not in the framework of Galatians, <laughs> chapter five, I think it was. You know, no, I don't do that. You know, but we all have to learn to crucify, and that just simply is: you've got to say no. to the flesh and yes to God and his word absolutely we cannot let the devil have a fifth column that will work with him It's got to work with God. Yes. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. The cross is the cure. We talked about God's power grid. The cross, the resurrection, and the Holy Spirit. And we see that in the writings of the Apostle Paul. The cross. I'm gonna ask my musicians to come and let me go over here to some notes over here. The cross not only provided the blood for the forgiveness of my sins, but the cross also, you know, provided the means by which we deal with the sinner. That is not as in the one that still sin, but the sin nature or what we might call the sin producing factory the cross paul said i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me the life i now live i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me The ploy of the flesh 
is to slip worldliness into the mind in the guise of necessity. It's necessary. It has its own justification rules. And that brings us into the words of Jesus. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The more you defeat the flesh by the power of the Spirit, the authority of the Word, the more of the abundant life of Christ is afforded to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, don't yield your instruments. He's talking about my body. Don't yield it to unrighteousness. Don't do that. Yield it to righteousness. Give it to, okay, help. At a crossroads? No. Just say no. getting down. You want to know how to just keep a blood covering all the time and not having to go? First John tells us. He says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ, his sons, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We can confess and we should confess. But we can take it a step further and walk in the light. Be empowered by the light. stand with me this morning the enemy within there's nobody I I doubt that believes in the mercy of God the grace of God the power of God all of that truth of victory this one thing I know, if I'm going to fail, it's not going to be because of the devil. It's going to be because of my flesh. That's right. It's going to be because of my flesh. But I'm just going to say, 
That's all. I'm going to say no today. Because not tomorrow, I'm going to say no. Up after that, I'm going to say no. Then I do it because of the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in me. You can say no. Hallelujah. We have something there. Let's sing it. Praise God today. Oh, hallelujah. 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 See, the devil doesn't want that fifth column exposed because he wants to have access to that. You know what I mean? He wants to trip you up and he wants to use it as inside. Let's make him work from the outside. All right? Amen. Let's make him work from the outside, not the inside. Praise the Lord. Yes, give the Lord a praise today. Thank you, Lord. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. The power of the Holy Spirit is, is, is more than doing miracles on the outside. It's about doing the miracles on the inside. Absolutely. The Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is in you. It's anointed you. Hallelujah. Yesterday, in prayer time, The Lord brought us the scripture from Song of Solomon. And said, rise up, my love. Because the winter's over. The winter's over. Springtime has come. It's time to sing a song. Oh, hallelujah. Do it a couple more times, we'll close. Spirit of the Lord. Woo. Amen. Amen, church. Praise God. God has made us more than conquerors through Christ that is, He's loved us. He's done all the work. All you have to do is say no. Well, first of all, say yes, <laughs> and then say no. Amen? Praise God. Go with God because he's really going. Bless you in Jesus' name.